I've been an adjunct for about 10 years since I've been 24, and uh, it's really a struggle to, you know, pay my bills, especially pay my rent. So me, I'm struggling here. There's a lot of food stuff. Uh, somebody who gets a master's degree in a field should not have to be on food stamps just to survive. I'm barely getting by. The idea about adjuncts is that we're this peripheral people without a lot of experience or uh, adjunct, you know, or additions, whereas we are the center, we are the majority of the educational force for CUNY. And uh, we, need to, we need to speak up because we're being underpaid and overused. You're listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. Interference Archive is a social space, exhibition venue, and OpenStax archive of social movement material. Our work is rooted in the belief that our shared histories should be held in common and accessible to all. There's a better world to come in, tell you why, why, why. There's a better world to come in, tell you why. Adjunctification is really this process of replacing full-time academic positions with part-time academic positions at lower wages and usually inferior, if any, benefits as a cost-saving measure. In today's episode, we'll hear from Carly Smith and Susan DeRamo about the daily reality for adjuncts at the City University of New York, the public university system of New York City, and the largest urban university system in the country. My name is Carly Smith, and I'm an adjunct lecturer in communication studies at Baruch College, and I'm the vice chair of the PSC Professional Staff Congress Union Chapter on the Baruch campus. I'm Susan DeRamo. I'm an adjunct at City College. I've been an adjunct since 1981, and I'm also an adjunct at Lehman College since 1995. And I'm presently the vice president for part-time personnel, and I've been on the executive committee for the Professional Staff Congress since 2003. Carly and Susan are both active members of the Professional Staff Congress, the union of the faculty and staff at CUNY. The union's mission states that it is dedicated to advancing the professional lives of its members, enhancing their terms and conditions of employment, and maintaining the strength of the nation's largest, oldest, and most visible urban public university. And in fact, it has a long history of success at the bargaining table, with previous campaigns winning paid parental leave, health insurance for graduate student employees, and multi-year appointments for adjunct faculty. The Professional Staff Congress is the union of the faculty and staff at CUNY. Uh, it was started in the 1970s, mainly for full-time professors, and then over the years, um, staff was added to it. And in the, in the 2000s, when I started to get involved with the union, um, adjuncts were asked to join the union. Before that, the 30 years before that, it was just voluntary if adjuncts joined the union. 
Um, so in 2001, when I started getting involved, we made it obligatory for adjuncts to join the union and that if they didn't join, they had to pay an agency fee because we felt adjuncts should be part of the union. Currently, adjunct faculty at CUNY earn just over $3,000 per course, and most are not guaranteed a job with each new semester. This creates an enormous amount of instability for adjuncts who comprise over 60% of the faculty at CUNY, nearing almost 12,000 people. Many people are routinely going from campus to campus and also, of course, teaching at totally different campuses that are not part of the CUNY system as well because, of course, many other schools pay better. So we're cobbling together a living based on going into different institutional structures, which can also be extremely disorienting and disrupt people's workflows, disrupt their focus. It's incredibly hard to be integrated into any kind of institution or community when you're forced to be nomadic. The difficulty that adjuncts face often go unnoticed by many New Yorkers, including those who are members of the CUNY community. I think maybe one of the myths, I'm not sure if it's exactly a myth about adjunct faculty, but it's a misconception anyway that, sure. that, that you know, we're just, um, you know, this sort of professional class, we're professors, we, we, we have kind of, you know, stable academic jobs and summers off and everything's very cushy and I think that there's actually a failure to distinguish between adjunct faculty and full-time faculty if you talk to uh, the average New Yorker on the street and you say what's an adjunct professor some people might know and some people might not know but when I tell people that I teach at CUNY they think, oh, wow, that's so great. Wow, you have this amazing job. And I do have an amazing job. I'm fully dedicated to my students and to the mission of CUNY. But when I tell them how much money I make, it's embarrassing. I don't think that the average member of the public, the average New Yorker, understands the reality that many CUNY faculty members are actually living in poverty. So right now, the typical adjunct would be starting at just over $3,000 per course, an annual salary of $20,000. Well, at one time, people did it. They worked full time, and then they uh, did, taught one class. And that's how they justify today how we shouldn't get more money, that it's they pretend that everybody is a full-timer somewhere else, and this is cake money. Well, it's not cake money. Of the 13,000 that we represent, maybe 2,000 are full-time teachers at the Board of Ed or doing other jobs, and that's fine, but they should be paid 7,000 a course, too. In terms of the reality of what it means to be an adjunct faculty member at CUNY right now, first of all, adjuncts are the majority of faculty who are teaching the majority of CUNY classes at this time. And a lot of us are teaching core, fundamental introductory level classes and have a lot of face-to-face -face time with students who are, in many cases, struggling economically, socioeconomically. They face a lot of obstacles. And many adjuncts are relying on this for our sole income. Now, I do this as a career. 
It's so not a, it's my full-time job right. that I'm classified as part-time for right. and given part-time substandard wages that force me to take on side jobs. Right. And so when I am face-to-face -face with my students, again, many of whom require additional mm -hmm. academic assistance and attention, who are struggling economically themselves, in order to meet with them, I have to make a decision. Am I going to come in for free and volunteer my labor and my expertise to help the student who needs me, even if it means that I can't take that time and apply it to a paid gig somewhere else? Mm -hmm. But you know, I don't, I don't want to be having to make that decision. Many people have to make that decision. Someone in my office, in my department at Baruch, is working as a bartender. He doesn't want to be doing that. Mm -hmm. For many years, you know, I was a dog walker on the side, and I actually ran into my students while I was walking dogs on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I turned the corner with my pack of dogs, and lo and behold, there are two of my students who said, oh, hi, oh. Professor. <laughs> You're a dog walker, too. And you know, they were probably pretty confused. Uh -huh. And not that there's anything wrong with dog walking, but again, teaching is my career. It is not a gig. Yeah. But, and to. that's the thing. We're not part-timers. We're full-timers at part-time pay. Right. So, uh, so it's very unfair. And you should, you mentioning that story, when I went to Albany on April 24th, I was with an adjunct from uh, Hostos who said, besides uh, being uh, an adjunct professor, he was cleaning bathrooms and uh, buildings and he came across his students also. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really uh, time that CUNY faces uh, its obligation, uh, fulfills its obligation to pay us fairly. It's a justice issue. And students see, they see this message from the state and from the city and from CUNY management that they're not worth investing right. in when, when they realize that the majority of their professors are making near poverty wages. When they see that, they're getting the message that they're not worth investing in. And our students are poor working class, many of them, and people of color, many immigrants or recent immigrants or people from immigrant uh, families. That sends a really disturbing message. Part of why so many of us are here sticking this out is because we're really committed to the value of an accessible, you know, real public education that's of quality. And you can't achieve that unless you're willing to put some serious public dollars into that. More recently, Carly and Susan have been part of the organizing committee behind a campaign fighting for higher wages for adjunct faculty at CUNY. The campaign fights for pay parity and more specifically for $7,000 per course taught by a part-time faculty member. So in setting that amount for it would be the new minimum salary for a, like a regular three credit course. Sure. And so part of how that number was arrived at was that it would bring an adjunct who is teaching a full load to the same level as a full-time lecturer teaching the same load. It happens to be around 7K. So sure. that's where the number is coming from. And the larger, the larger fight would be pay parity for, for all teaching faculty. So what exactly does that mean? Pay parity itself is really a simple concept. Mm -hmm. Pay parity means equal pay for equal work. Sure. So we have a two-tiered system in higher education where we have adjuncts, part-time faculty who are doing the same, in most cases, teaching work as a full-time lecturer. 
And a full-timer who's classified as a lecturer usually does not have research responsibilities. And so we're talking about people who are being paid different wages for teaching the same classes. Right. In, in, so when we talk about pay parity, we're simply talking about equal pay for that equal teaching work across the board. According to the Professional Staff Congress, salaries are bargained with the university's central administration, but inadequate funding from Albany is at the root of the problem. State funding for CUNY has been cut by 18% since 2008, forcing the university to increase tuition and replace full-time faculty with low-paid part-time faculty. As part of the campaign for higher wages, Carly and Susan helped to organize a lobby day on April 24th, where nearly 100 adjunct faculty members were bussed up to the state capitol in Albany. The testimonials you heard at the beginning of the episode were recorded over the course of that day. Here's a clip from the bus ride. We are saying to the governor, to the legislators, you've got to do something more. Basically, you got us into this trouble by underfunding CUNY for so long, and now you've got to put in the funds to restore money so we can basically double the uh, minimum adjunct salary. That was Barbara Bowen, the president of the Professional Staff Congress and professor of English at Queens College. She helped lead the rally that day inside the Capitol building. Members of the New York State Assembly watched as a crowd of adjuncts stood at the steps of the million-dollar staircase, a lavish stone structure named for its cost. This one was especially good because we never had so many go up at the same time. So for all the years I've been going, every lobby day we've only had maybe 35 people, but this time we had from 80 to 90 people going up. That goes to show how the union is really fighting for this demand up in Albany. The question is how to get the money. This that we're asking for, 7K, is above other amounts that we've asked for in the past. Yeah. It's, uh, I think we estimated it might be 200 million, which isn't a lot of money. That was similar to what they did for us for health care. And they put in recurring money for us. I think it was 100 million. So that's what we're looking for, something similar, that it would be recurring funds. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a contract demand. So the state cannot get involved in contract negotiations. The fact of the matter is that we've gotten to the point where we need that to fund this demand precisely because the state has failed to invest adequately in CUNY over sure. years and years. Sure. The union and we at CUNY who are educators and staff are trying to make this argument that state investment hasn't kept pace and that actually the budget has been slashed repeatedly and now we have a collective obligation to fix this mess. So we can sit across that negotiation table from CUNY management, but if they don't have the funds to deliver, even if they want to, even if we agree on that goal, then we have no choice but to get that money that we argue the state has owed us for quite some time. The campaign for 7K is particularly urgent right now, as the employment contract between the union and the CUNY administration is up for renewal. Negotiations can take time, however, and until a new contract is settled, the old contract holds indefinitely. The CUNY administration can take advantage of this fact and stall negotiations as a way to weaken demands from the union. 
Yeah, I think that's an issue that's on all of our minds right now because it took us over six years to settle the last contract. So I think it is a serious concern for all PSC members and everybody in the bargaining unit. When are they going to make an offer? How can we pressure them? I mean, they are meeting right now, which is a good sign, but one of the demands that the PSC leadership has been pushing is that we demand a timely settlement to this contract and that we're absolutely unwilling to wait, certainly not waiting another six to seven years. Many of those at the union see these issues as part of a national trend undermining public higher education. This is a really strong demand. It's a pretty radical demand. Yeah. It's at the same time, it's been a long time coming. But I think it's a really powerful demand that really points to a core injustice in higher ed right now, saying adjunctification is happening. It's been happening for decades. It's been increasing. We can't stick our head in the sand about this anymore. And it's time to actually fight for what amounts to, in our situation at CUNY, real pay parity. You know, it's interesting bringing up the whole, well, I need to go and get a PhD and then I could be a full-timer. You know, the academic job market doesn't work like that anymore, as we know, because of the reliance on contingent labor to close budget gaps. So there are many adjuncts who have PhDs, right? There are many adjuncts who have terminal degrees in their field, and that ties back into one of the myths about adjunct faculty that somehow, oh, well, they just don't have the qualifications and they didn't jump through the right hoops. And, you know, this, this myth of, well, it's this meritocracy and once you do the right things and you achieve all these goals, you will be rewarded with this big prize of this amazing full-time tenure-track job. That's not how the academy works anymore. And so what we need, right, are conversion lines. We need funding to take the really wonderful part-time faculty members that we already have in our departments at CUNY and who are already working really effectively with CUNY students. We need the funding also to be able to convert those lines into full-time lines and actually hire people as full-time lecturers. But yeah, in the meantime, of course, we need to be paying them the equivalent salaries for the work that we're already doing. There will always be a place for a true adjunct faculty member, somebody who has a full-time primary position and is coming into an academic institution and teaching a class or two because they have expertise in a certain field. But that's what adjunct means, right? It should not be a stand-in. It should not be converting higher education into a gig economy for academics. According to Carly, The demand for 7K is about more than adjuncts and their labor. It is an important battle that could change the course of the national debate about public education. It's, I think, important to emphasize it's not just a fight for adjuncts, and that's something that has come up a lot in conversation because we're a union that represents not only adjunct faculty, but full-time faculty, staff. We have so many different titles, right? So is this just a fight for adjuncts? And I would say, no, we're not like a special interest group. And I've been really happy that the union has come out and taken a really strong stand to say like when we see full-time jobs being systemically replaced by part-time jobs, that really destabilizes and devalues the university as a whole. So it's not just about protecting adjuncts, it's actually a fight to 
stabilize the university to make sure that the university is able to continue its larger mission. Because when we see this consistent effort to defund CUNY and to defund public institutions, it's an attack. It's an attack on the public. It's an attack on our resources. It's an attack on our students. This is just part of a larger fight to reclaim the value of our labor, but also to reclaim the value of public education as a right. We're seeing now across the country these movements of teachers going on strike for higher wages and better benefits. So I think this is something that's really in the air right now. I think that pushing for pay parity at CUNY is really potentially a game changer in terms of the national conversation about higher ed and funding for higher ed, especially public higher ed, because we are the nation's largest urban public university system. And so if we were to win this here, it would be potentially transformative. We could be real trailblazers. We really have the potential to have a ripple effect if we were to win this. I'm a union man in a union war, it's a union world I'm fighting for. There's a better world that's coming, don't you know? There's a better world that's coming, there's a better world that's coming, there's a better world that's coming, I'll tell you why, 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 don't you see, 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 and don't you know, no, no. You've been listening to Audio Interference, produced by Interference Archive. The archive is collectively run and volunteer-powered, and we rely on donations to keep us up and running. To support what we do, go to interferencearchive.org and click on Donate. Thanks for listening.